0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue wire in the shotgun. Car's gonna throw. Pumps looks end zone. Throws for the end zone, wide open. James I would play the slots, cause you know what they say: scared money don't make money, and I got scared money.
0: Rodgers to the end zone, caught for the touchdown. James Jones.
1: John Gruden has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level?
0: You know, and it's just Cali swag.
1: What's good, Raider Nation? This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at Untuck It. I'm Fallon Smith with my guy, James Jones. It is Victory Monday, JJ. How you feeling?
0: Victory Monday. I feel good right now, man. Victory Monday. You know, people want us to go over there and say, oh, we played the Bengals and one by one touchdown. Hey, listen here. Last time I checked, the Bengals get paid on Tuesdays, too. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to win yeah. in the National Football League. So anyway, anyhow, whenever you can get a victory done, they all count in the win column. So Victory Monday feels so, 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 so good.
1: Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but just win, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's all that That's matters. It.
0: That's all that matters, man.
1: Well, the Raiders, yes, they beat the Bengals. 17-10 to 10 was the final to improve to 6-4 on the season. And right now they are tied with the Chiefs. For first place in the AFC West, entering tonight's Monday night football game, the Chiefs play the Chargers in Mexico City. Pretty pumped about this game. Uh, The Raiders can actually take the lead in the AFC West with a Chargers win. So let's go, Bolts!
0: Wow, wow. Can you, (laughs) like, like just really just, let's just take a deep breath (laughs) and let's just sit back real quick and let's just enjoy what you just said, man. If the Chargers beat the Chiefs, the Raiders are in first place. Yep. Come on, man. Yep. Hey, moment of, moment of silence right here. Just <laughs> moment of silence.
1: But that's a big if, though. That is a big if.
0: Moment of silence, Fallon, right here. My
1: bad. Thank you. Right
0: there. <laughs> Thank you, man. Gosh, Raiders, man. Y'all playing yeah. good football right now. I love it.
1: Um, And you know what? As we mentioned, obviously Sunday's game wasn't pretty, but there are a ton of positives, really, to take you know, from the game. Absolutely. I don't think the final score really told the whole story. You know, if you take away the Josh Jacobs fumble, right, in the red zone in the first quarter, the offense scores 24 points, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't look as bad. Yeah, the offense wasn't great um, and should have probably put up 30 against the Bengals, but things happen. It is what it is. Uh, But that brings me to my next point. This defense held the Bengals to just 10 points. Mm -hmm. They dominated the entire game. They are the reason— the Raiders won the game for the second straight week. Absolutely. And for the third straight week, they made a game-clinching play. This time it was rookie Trayvon Mullen uh, with the interception. That was awesome. And, of course, we can't mention the defense's success without talking about my guy, Mad Max Crosby, who, James, oh, no. had not won, not two, not three— But four sacks on the day, including a strip sack um, that the Raiders recovered. So he has now six and a half sacks on the season. Most ever by a Raiders rookie through 10 games. And he continues to impress me, James. And what about you?
0: Absolutely, man. I'm watching Mad Max yesterday, man. And Mad Max, to be honest with you, Mad Max was out there. And after he got that first sack, you could tell by the way he was playing. He really felt deep down in his heart, that it is not one person out here that can block me. Just
1: like Farrell last game when he got the first sack.
0: Absolutely. And, and, that, and that's how he made it look. I mean, even without the four sacks, not even to mention the four sacks, the pressures. Yeah. Like, he easily could have had seven. True. Like, he was around the quarterback 24-7. And I keep telling everybody, when you get pass Rush... The back end gets comfortable. Yep. And now they understand that, shoot, man, man, Max is getting back there, man. So, look, we could break on some balls. We could take some chances because we know that our pass rush is going to get there. We don't got to sit back and let them catch these balls in front of them. And if you watch the secondary, they were breaking on balls and they were making plays on balls. They probably should have had three, four interceptions. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, yeah. uh, But it was just crazy, man. Max, that pass rush was after him, man, and it's definitely helping that secondary out. It was fun to watch him get after the quarterback yesterday.
1: So when Max was on the podcast, he told me, you know, he hates when people say – Man, Max Crosby sure has a high motor. Man, you know, he might not have the best technique, but he's an effort guy and doesn't take a playoff. Now, I understand why that irks him, you know, because you're talking about his technique ain't great, but he's a high motor guy. But wouldn't you rather be known, you know, for your effort and hard work than someone who's uber talented and doesn't live up to expectations because they don't work hard enough? You know what I mean? Like when you see Max play... He's from start to finish. Go, 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 go. And honestly, this might sound crazy, but the last Raider to have that high motor, in my opinion, was Khalil Mack, who didn't take a playoff.
0: Yeah, And to be honest with you, to be honest with you, Max needs to understand when they say that you play with all the energy in the world, all the effort in the world. That's not taken away from your technique, because it's a guy that we had in the Green Bay Packers. His name was Clay Matthews, and Mm -hmm. that's all we said about him. Yeah. That's all we said was, man, eventually Clay gonna get there because his motor keeps going. Everybody else motors may slow down, but Clay Matthew has a motor and it keeps going. So during the game, eventually we like, man, don't worry about it. Clay gonna get there because his motor, yeah. but it's nothing. To, we ain't basically sitting over there saying all oh, his technique bad. He ain't using. No, we just know he's hungry. He has a motor. It means something to him. He got a chip on his shoulder and he is coming after you. And when I watch Mad Max play, that's, that's, that's the feel I get, the Clay Matthews feel like eventually he is going to get there with his motor, and make mm-hmm. a play. Nothing to go against the technique. Hey, your motor and your technique is how you get there. Whether people say it or not, you know it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at the end of the day, just keep getting to the quarterback. If they keep saying motor, have 14 sacks in the Pro Bowl, get a payday and let them keep saying motor, man.
1: Exactly. And, like, who cares if you don't have the best technique? As long as you get there, you get there. You could have the best technique and not get to the quarterback. So I why does that, you know, it not matter.
0: I have scored 15 touchdowns in my career, and they probably came off of the wrong route. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but nobody exactly. will ever know but me and the guys in the locker room because yeah, it was a girl. touchdown. And all of a yeah. sudden, everybody like, oh, my goodness, look at the route by James. Oh, yeah, it was a, a good route. It's the wrong one. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. But it's a touchdown. So just Very keep true. getting after the quarterback, man. It has nothing to do with your technique. To me, it's a compliment that you one of the hardest-working that's guys. And out of, out of all 22 that's on the field, they coming at you saying, don't nobody play harder or got a motor like you. That's a compliment.
1: And how about this? Out of all the guys that Deion Sanders could call after the game, Deion Sanders called Mad Max Crosby yesterday go. on the NFL Network. So this kid, a fourth-round draft pick, you know, gets a call from primetime.
0: We all know, you ball, you get the call. That's it, he ball.
1: Exactly. And <laughs> and clearly, he's a steal. I mean, for Mike Mayock and the Raiders, this is a steal getting him in the fourth round. Uh, we discussed this last week. When, when you think about all of the rookies making an impact, Raider Nation should be juiced about the future. Imagine what these guys are going to do in year two and year three. You know what I mean?
0: That's how you win a Super Bowl. No, for sure. They always say, they always say, every scout I talked to, they said. You build your team second round through fifth round. That is where you build your team. He said, if you're a scout, I mean, you're supposed to hit on these first round picks. These are dudes that dominate. You're supposed to hit. But the second rounders, the third rounders, the fourth rounders, the fifth rounders, you hit on those and they come in and have an impact. That's what takes your team from average to great and be able to compete for Super Bowls when you hit on draft picks like that.
1: And think about this. So on defense, you got Max Crosby, you got Cleveland Farrell, you got Trayvon Mullen, Isaiah Johnson, who's back from injury, and he made some plays yesterday. Jonathan Abram, when he comes back, you know, when he gets healthy. Then on offense, you got Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. And the great thing about this is, and I got to, you know, tip my cap, to these guys but John Gruden Mike Mayock they have their handprints all over this roster mm-hmm. so I'm going to admit what I'm wrong James Gruden clearly had a plan when he came in here uh, may not have done it in the most graceful way in year <coughs> one uh, but obviously his plan is coming to fruition and we see why he made the moves that he did. But also you have to give Mike Mayock a ton of credit for his ability to evaluate players and um, evaluate talent and draft players.
0: He's been doing it for a long time, man. So I'm not surprised at all. I mean, this is what, this is his MO, you know, yeah. what I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. So, I mean, a lot of these players, even the ones that he's bought in, he's probably been watching them since they were freshman, sophomore, juniors, scouting them, knowing that okay, everybody else don't think he's a first round, second round, third round, but I've seen this kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know that that that's in his DNA, man. So, I'm not surprised at all.
1: So far, year one for Mike Mayock mm-hmm. can be counted as a huge success as far as evaluating talent goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but James, when you hear these rookies talk. Uh, During the draft, he said, we wanted to draft high-character guys. And you're like, well, I don't care about the high-character. I need some talent, right? right. A lot of people are like, come on. But when you hear these guys talk, they don't sound like rookies either. And most importantly, they have a ton of confidence. They believe that they are the best rookie class in the NFL. And really, it's hard to argue against that when you have the front-runner for offensive rookie of the year on your team than a handful of other guys who are making plays week in and week out. But you would know better than me, so this is what I want to ask you. What does it do for a football team when you have all these rookies who are young leaders and they're not just talking the talk, but they're walking the walk and they're making an impact in year one?
0: Well, like I said, as veterans, you understand that, man, these are the type of, like I said, type of kids that can help us get to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? On top of the talent we already had, now we get these dudes and now we have an opportunity to go win the Super Bowl. And to me, when I listen to them talk as well, they talk like the head coach talks and that's how, and that's how you should talk. Like the team should take on the character of his coach. You know what I mean? So when they get up, talk everybody's message should be the same. Yeah. We balled out. Yeah. We did this. We did that, but we got work to do. This ain't our goal to win six games. Yeah. You know yeah what I mean, our our goal is to get to the playoffs and possibly, you know, compete for this championship. So when you listen to them young fellas talk, that's what it is. But I remember when we were in Green Bay and we came off a six and ten season and we're looking in the locker room like, my goodness, look at all this talent we got in here. Then we drafted and we drafted Clay Matthews and we drafted BJ Raji and we seen the instant impact that those guys have. We like, shoot. They are coming to not a 6-10 ball club. They are coming to a very good team. Like the, the the rookies came into a very good situation with a lot of good players. It's a good team, mm. man. Yeah. And they came in and they're doing their part and they putting a mark on it. But you understand as veterans, like, wow, we got some young fellas that can contribute now. And when you get that and you ain't have to get it in free agency or you have to wait and you got it now, help you win a lot of ballgames.
1: It actually reminded me of something I heard Aaron Rodgers say about like the youth movement that's really going on in Green Bay, and he said it's rejuvenated this football mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and it's making old guys like us seem young again. You know what I'm saying? It really mm-hmm. do, it. and having my job uh, be a little simpler and not as hard. You know, trying to carry the football team by myself.
0: I'm saying when we when we won the Super Bowl in Green Bay, we had so many people on my first contract. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just built through the draft. So we had so many people, like, not even get to their second contract yet. It was just a bunch of rookies that got drafted from the second round on and came in and made plays and helped this team win a Super Bowl. And that's how Mayock is building the team. He understands, listen, we got to get value picks from the second to the fifth round. I understand you want to hit on them first rounders, but if you get those value picks in the middle rounds – Man, I'm telling you, your team will win a lot of ballgames and be in good hands for years to come.
1: Well, speaking of new guys, uh, the new guys, the new Raiders, they made huge impacts yesterday. And these guys are obviously veteran players, but I'm talking about DJ Swearinger and Deion Jordan.
0: I told you it was ready. I, I mean, they, were, they were
1: clearly ready. Uh, he mm-hmm. led the team in tackles with seven tackles. Deion Jordan recorded a sack on third down. That was big. Yeah. Um, and to be away from football, you know, for so long, I didn't expect them to really make an impact in their first game. You said, nah, they can. He, and then hey. you said DJ was ready. I get it. So, yes. So to contribute the way that they did, one, that's, a huge sign and a good sign for things to come, especially with all the turnover that this defense has had to deal with this season due to injuries. And of course the Vonteza a uh, suspension. suspension. Um, so clearly it's a good sign. And honestly, you could only go up from here when it comes to DJ and, and Dion.
0: Yeah. And I want to speak on DJ DJ came into a very, very, very good situation. And what I mean by that is this defense fits his style of play. Mm-hmm. If you watch Jonathan Abram play, Fly around and hit. Yeah, That's your job in this defense. Fly around and hit. What does DJ Swearinger do? Fly, Fly around, around <laughs> and hit. That's, that's what he does. That's been his MO since I played with him for years, yeah. against him for years. That has been his MO. We knew, hey, you better, when you catch the ball around the middle with DJ, you better be ready to take a hit or deliver a hit because he's flying around and going to hit. And he came in, they put him in that situation. Hey, bruh, this is all you got to do. Fly around and hit. And that's what he does. And he came in and did that. And you've seen that leading the team in tackles with seven. But he was flying around and he was hitting. And he's another guy like Mad Max. Motor never stops for DJ. DJ. Motor never stops. So I love seeing that. He's going to, I told you guys, he's going to be a big addition for that team, man. Uh, not only on the field, but in the locker room as well. He's a, he, what we call a dog. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's a dog. So this to me is like, they got their contest perfect back in the locker room.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I just love that the Raiders have been able to plug and play. You know, they, they didn't skip a beat from last week, from the last couple weeks, you know, especially with key injuries, uh, specifically to a uh, Carl Joseph. And DJ stepped right in there and, you know, played solid. So that was really nice to see. Okay, well, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to discuss the Raiders' offense and how they did on Sunday. And also, we will look ahead to the Raiders' road matchup against the Jets. So stay where you are. <laughs> Hey Blue Wire listeners, the holidays are almost here and you know what that means, gifts. Lots and lots of gifts and people to shop for. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right. Unlike most brands, Untuck It shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Yeah, Untuck It shirts always fall at just the right length no matter his size. With more than 50 plus combinations, Untucket shirts look great on tall guys, short guys, slim guys, and athletic guys of all ages. Trust me, my husband has a hard time finding shirts that fit his really buff arms. Yes, I'm bragging. His really buff arms and slim waist, right? And then he discovered Untucket their shirts fit him perfectly just like a glove you can find your favorite untuck it style online or check out one of their 80 brick and motor stores choose from styles like wrinkle-free button downs super soft flannels outerwear and more with untuck it your shirts will never look baggy bulgy too long or too big ever again and their website is so easy to use they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your perfect fit so whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart relaxed style of your own untuck it is the way to go So why don't you visit Untuckit.com and use the promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's Untuckit.com, you spell it U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and use the promo code BLUE for 20% off. You won't regret it. All right, we are back. Well, Sunday wasn't a great showing by the Raiders' offense. They scored just 17 points, and this is after scoring... 24 or more points in six straight games, okay? The offensive line, they gave up three sacks, so not a great day for them. Derek Carr was pressured a lot. He started strong, though, but second half, threw a pick, and several drives stalled. Josh Jacobs, although he rushed for 112 yards on 23 carries, he fumbled in the red zone, so that's points right there that they left on the field. Um, After the game, he and Derek Carr said, you know, they left a lot of points out there which of course they did and of course they gave praise to the defense that helped carry them through this game James so what did you see from the Raiders offense
0: what I seen was the Raiders shooting their own self in the foot yeah to me it was nothing that Cincinnati did it was all everything that the Raiders didn't do and you know when you when you talk about turnovers whenever you come out of the game with two turnovers and you're still still able to win the game that's big time because you you turn the ball over twice those are, those are games you lose but um, they, they they basically hurt their set they hurt themselves. you know what I mean like you say you turn the ball over a couple penalties here and there uh, plays that they wish they could have back and the best thing about it is you go and watch film and you understand that like man okay this is what we got to do better. Derek probably could have got the ball out of his hands a couple times on those sacks obviously josh jacobs i mean he doesn't fumble he fumbled in the red zone so you clean that up that's points right there at worst case scenario you're gonna get three of them you know if not seven but i'm not i'm not worried about this offense at all because i feel like everything that happened on sunday it was stuff that they didn't do nothing that cincinnati did it was stuff that they didn't do and when you go to the film and you watch that that stuff that you could bounce back from go to the drawing board get back to the drawing board come back put some points up
1: well, let's talk about Derek Carr's day. So he started solid. He started Ooh, he was the game. On fire. Yes, 14 of 14 for 151 yards before that incompletion of Darren Waller in the end zone, which Darren Waller should have caught.
0: Uh, I mean, I he threw it a bad ball. It was a bad, I was a bad placement. I on D.C. Yes, but I, he should have caught it. And him. I hope D.C. listened to the podcast ah. because D.C., no, put a little touch on that, bruh, bruh, and he going to bring that in. D.C. fired that thing. You know what I'm saying? I know he's strong. I know he come out to training camp with his sleeves up and all that type of stuff, showing his triceps. But he <laughs> fired that thing at uh, Waller. Man, put a little touch on it. That's a throw if that I know. If your hands
1: touch the ball, you should catch I the I know ball.
0: DC wish he would have had that one back. But he as does, you've seen, Waller had, had to turn all his whole body around. You Still know what I'm saying? That's Still one that DC, but it did look like when I seen DC and you can't see my hands right now, he did this on the film, like, sit down, sit down. Yeah down right there. So he, I think he was kind of expecting Darren Walter to sit right there in yeah. that hole instead of keep running to the corner. Yeah, he was possibly could have been a little miscommunication, but even with that said, DC, no, put a little touch on it. You know what I'm saying? And it's six of them. But like I said, those are the things that you're like, Hey, next game, come back. This is what we thinking. Sit down yeah. right here. i put the ball on your back shoulder. Easy money touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: The thing that was crazy is literally he was nearly perfect going into halftime. That happened with a minute forty four to go. Yeah, he should have been fifteen
0: half. for fifteen and a touchdown. Uh,
1: exactly. So uh, he finished with twenty five of twenty nine for two hundred ninety two yards, one touchdown, and one rushing touchdown, showing off his huh. oh. athleticism. Okay. I,
0: hey, I was sitting there. I was sitting there at the network, like, man, if it's one thing that I taught DC.
1: Oh God, here you go taking credit. It was, okay,
0: it was that. It was that right there, man. I always— <laughs> I always taught him, man. He used to be coming to field room like, J.J., dude, why your moves so good and all that? I'm like, bro, look, come to my little training session, man, I'll get your moves right. But he stepped up. He did a jump step. He did another (laughs) jump step. And then he dove in. He smelt the end zone, dove in there. I said, man, that's a play right there, kid. He halfway looked like an athlete out there.
1: The the funny thing (laughs) is, did you see his brother Darren, the meme that he made? no. Oh my gosh, so it's funny. It actually went viral on Twitter. I am wondering if he actually made this or someone made it for him, but he made it so like, you know, the basketball hoop that, you know how Derek Carr always dunks on people in his pool? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he put a basketball hoop in the end zone, pretending it was a basketball, and underneath him was Hunter Renfro. <laughs> he
0: was dunking on Renfro? Yeah,
1: so he was dunking on Renfro, This it's the funniest thing because it went viral, and Renfro was like, it's cool, I'll let him have his time, I'm going to get him back. Uh, uh, so I, I thought that was funny.
0: Uh, that's good. But that was a heck of a play, though.
1: Yeah, it was. So, um, And he was pumped afterwards. You see him flexing. He's crazy. Yeah, I like Coach, that he's got a little ish to him now. Coach, you know what Gruden,
0: I'm saying? Coach Gruden been telling him, use your legs. Ud, you're a young quarterback. You're athletic. You can run. Use your legs, bro. Make a play.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, the one thing that I'm like, guys, yes, he was forcing mm. it. The the one play, I think it was supposed to be the ball to Hunter Renfro. And he threw that interception. Look, it was his first interception since October 20th against the Packers okay and Carr was under pressure more than usual in this game again you know the offense had uh, offensive line had a rough day giving up three sacks but um, I'm going to say this Derek Carr still got the job done mm-hmm. the offense will have games like this Absolutely. the good news is the defense stepped up
0: there it is dear
1: Yep, yep. And then um, I saw a tweet today. This is actually back to Derek. I saw a tweet today. Shout out to my guy, Asher Matthews. Hopefully he listens to this podcast. He tweeted something about how, if Antonio Brown would have stayed with the Raiders, Uh, much of the offensive success would have been credited to AB, quote, opening up the offense. Instead, it's Carr who is showing, even without a star wide receiver, he has grown in year two of John Gruden's offense. Facts on facts.
0: Sounds like he has been listening to our podcast because that's just exactly what I've been telling the world. So he probably should have put my name at Hold the no. end of that.
1: You are going to take credit for this because I'm sorry. I feel like our listeners have memorized my little speech about Derek Carr because I've said time and time again, before the season began, what have I said, JJ? I said the last time Carr has had the same play caller for back-to-back seasons was when? 2016 under Bill Musgrave in his MVP campaign when yeah. the Raiders made the playoffs, when he broke his ankle. Yeah. So I said, let's see everybody chill out and let's see what, what Derek Carr can do in year two of John Gruden's system. Okay, And,
0: and I've been right behind you Fallon saying that <laughs> the Raiders nation is <laughs> being able to watch a special passer at the quarterback position. And then at training camp, I said, listen, everybody, Derek Carr is very comfortable in this system now I could tell by the way he's switching the snap count up I could tell by the way he's spreading the ball around this is going to be a big time year for him it's going to be a different Derek Carr. So he should have put our names at the bottom. I'll put you in there too, Fallon. He should have put our names in there at the bottom because obviously he'd been listening to the podcast and he done he done took little bits and pieces from this over here. I'm saying you know, DC is playing at a high level, but at the end of the day, too, though, he might be up there with Lamar Jackson and Dangerous for MVP if, 80, if 84 was still on the team. But we're not gonna bring that yeah, up. We
1: don't need to bring that up. I, I I love Lamar. Lamar, I'm gonna give you credit. You are the front runner, in my opinion. Ah! Ahead of ahead of of russell no nope, uh, i'm know. sorry Ooh, nah nah, uh,
0: nah you could say nah nah nah, nah oh, to beat the dang.
1: patriots and also to freaking i mean i know the seahawks beat the niners so you could actually compare those two games but what he did yesterday to the texans
0: dangerous dangerous is something else
1: dangerous is dangerous yes okay anyways <laughs> those two guys it's theirs yeah. to win of course yeah. yes they're gonna run away with it one of the two but Anyways, Derek Carr, all he needs is a little protection, okay? And he'll give his receivers a chance. And, yes, it helps tremendously, you know, to have Josh Jacobs, a stellar running game, opens up the passing game. But Derek Carr, y'all, deserves a ton of credit for the Raiders' success.
0: Yep, and so does Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs deserves a lot of credit for how Derek Carr is playing as well, too.
1: Because he's so consistent.
0: And not only that, the reason why I say that is because I love D.C., Mm-hmm. DC you see a special passer? But the receivers that he has out there in Tyrell Williams, Zay Jones and uh, Hunter Renfro, even though that they are all good players, I'm a fan of all of them are mm-hmm. They don't mind going one on one with them. Getting off the bus, they say we got to stop Jacobs. hmm. And that's allowing Derek Carr to get one-on-ones with Darren Waller, to get one-on-ones with Hunter Renfro, Tyrell Williams, and Zay Jones. And it's starting with the running game. So the young fella deserves a lot a lot of credit, too. Because if you really think about it, when they was rolling, too, even though D.C. was year two behind, behind uh, Musgrave, they had a real good running back back there as well, too.
1: Okay, so actually, you know, you bring up a good point. I actually think Darren Waller deserves some credit for DC success as well and for the offensive success. No, here's why. No, no, no. I'm just just let me talk. You're rolling your eyes here.
0: <laughs> I was but, letting you talk. I didn't think okay,
1: that. <laughs> nah, but she was rolling your eyes at me. OK. I, I, anyways, um, the reason why I say that is because the last few weeks, teams have actually been keen on Darren Waller and that has opened things up for Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro has had has put together some nice games the last couple of weeks, and I feel a lot of that has to do with teams keying in on Darren Waller. Obviously, Josh Jacobs has had a bigger impact um, just establishing the run game in general, but I think as far as like getting other guys involved, DC's going to give you a chance, give guys chances no matter what, and Darren Waller has been a guy that a lot of defenses have keyed in on, so... Hunter Renfro has gotten um, a ton of chances uh, the last couple of weeks. So,
0: Yeah, Darren Waller has been balling. But when you watch him on film, Fallon, and he catches a ball, how many people around him? One.
1: (laughs) I feel like a couple of times they have double-teamed him.
0: (laughs) Maybe one guy. No, but with teams teams knowing that you have a big-time running game and a big-time offensive line, you got to load that box up. And you gotta you gotta try to stop that run, and it's open enough for everybody else. But it's a very good problem to have. Yeah, DC's sure. making the throws, you know, and the receivers are winning the one-on-one matchups, you know. And so, he's also getting the
1: ball to guys who people like uh this weekend I was trying to find a tight end because Austin Hooper was injured. Zero percent of fantasy owners own Foster Moreau. Oh uh. <laughs> which How many touchdowns has he already scored this season? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just think it's crazy how D.C. is giving other guys a chance that people wouldn't even think twice about um, in the National Football League. So he's getting a lot of guys involved, which is obviously a great thing to see. Um, But up next, we'll wrap this up. Um, The Raiders, so they protect home. They win three straight at the Coliseum, took care of business. That's what they were supposed to do. But now they hit the road, and they face the Jets and -hmm. then the Chiefs, which, by the Mm -hmm. way— that Chiefs game on December first, which more than likely will be for the division lead, oh yeah, has been flexed out of the morning slot and into the afternoon mm-hmm. slot, which is great and of course had to happen. Now I do wish it would have been flexed into prime time, right, the Sunday night football game. But but guess what? Guess who's playing Sunday night football that day? The Packers. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> the Patriots. I thought, that, I thought she was trying nah, to like give me like nah, uh, nah, uh nah, Patriots it's the versus. The
1: Patriots Texans.
0: Oh, that'll be a good one.
1: Yeah, so, you know, they weren't going to kick the Pats out of the primetime okay. slots. Either anyways, way,
0: they all mean the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all mean the same, for sure. They
0: all mean the same.
1: And you know what? It's in KC, so it would be really cold at night anyway. So and it we used afternoon. to hate <laughs> night
0: games anyway. If you talk to any players in the locker room, man, let's wake up and play football. Not Mm -hmm. wake up, sit around on the couch all day long and in the hotel and then we got no. Let's wake up. Hey, showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wake up and let's go. So hey, it'll be good.
1: Yeah, and again, I live in Missouri. So, uh yeah. at night it would be very very freaking cold. So, yeah. I, I like that it's an afternoon game. Hopefully the sun will be out even if it is crisp and cold outside. Um but before that game, before we get to before that game. Before we um... leave
0: before we leave though. Oh, what are you bringing up? We're about to talk to the, the Jets. next game. Yes. Before
1: we get to that game, the Raiders have to take care of business on the road the against the Jets. Now the Jets, they're three and seven, coming off back-to-back wins against the Giants <laughs> and the Redskins. So take it for what it is. Um, anyhow, the offense—you know—they got Sam Darnold. He had himself a game on Sunday through four touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell—I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but he's been very inconsistent this year. So I ain't afraid of him. Ryan Griffin, Jamison Crowder, Demarius Thomas—those th- are the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Not really too worried about this Jets offense. If the Raiders can get pressure on Darnold, create some turnovers, the Raiders are going to be fine. Because why? I guarantee Derek Carr and the Raiders offense will bounce back. They're going to have a bounce back game and light up the scoreboard on the road. That's my yeah. opinion.
0: Well, my pep talk right here, though.
1: All right, all right. Pep talk. Match up. Hey, game plan. What's read, up?
0: Don't read your press clippings. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going on the road. If you play like you played last week on the road. And the Jets fans get going, it might be hard for you to come back.
1: oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can not bounce behind. back
0: and make some plays. So I don't care who it is. Don't look at the record. This is this is my coach Gruden. I'm coach. I'm head coach right now. <laughs> Heck I don't what? care. I don't care what their record says. We have an opportunity to go in the next week against the Kansas City Chiefs in first place in the division and control our own destiny. Let's take care of business let's not mess around I don't care if it's the Jets I don't care who it is let's go and handle our business and not only that let's play at a high level just because they're a bad team we don't want to get bad habits we want to come out of this game saying man we did everything right we're playing at a high level we're playing the type of football that we want to play right now that we talked about in training camp that's the type of football we want to be playing if we have a chance to make it into the playoffs, that's the type of football we want to be playing into the playoffs so don't get caught up in the who we playing, who they don't got, this and that. Let's go handle our business and play our football and do what we need to do to win this ballgame. That's my pep talk to the Raiders.
1: Well, and honestly, when you look back at Sunday, you can say... Hey, it was a little too close for comfort against the worst team in the National Football League, so y'all better get your heads out of your butt and show up on the road. I'm sure John Gruden uh, is telling his team that. I'm sure the players know that. I know for sure the offense knows that. They they discussed that after the game, Um, but... The same game plan, right? Get pressure on Sam Darnold when it comes to the Raiders' defense, correct? Because offensively, they're going to take care of business. I, I really don't even think we have to worry about that. The Jets', Jets defense isn't terrible. No,
0: Jets' defense is, is not bad at all, yes.
1: But I think it's going to be on a, another defensive showing from the, the Oakland Raiders. I think that the offense will do what they need to do, put up points. I think they could put up, you know, 20 eight 30-something points against this team on the road, uh, which may be a tall task to ask, but they're capable of it. And I think the defense just needs to, you know, make plays, um, get turnovers, get pressure, like they yeah. have the last three weeks.
0: A couple of turnovers, get a couple of turnovers, get some short fields, score some points. I think that'll... The Raiders will get the W, but I don't know. I'm scared of this one.
1: Why? Because do you think that Le'Veon Ball, regardless of how inconsistent he can be, he's still well, a, he's a heck of a player?
0: A, yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a superstar in our league. Yeah. And and to me, when, when Sam Darnold wants to play, he looks like one of the next generation mm-hmm. quarterbacks that could really play this game.
1: True.
0: Number three, it's on the road. I know, that's
1: and always tough.
0: if you don't go on the road with some mojo – And you get down and you flat and all that type stuff, bad things can happen. So I'm hoping the Raiders, man, don't go out there flat. Go out there with some mojo, man, and don't try to turn it on too late and mess around and lose this ball game.
1: Yeah, but the road has been their new home this year. I mean, they're used to it. For two months they were on the road. You know what I'm saying? They right there,
0: though. They right there. So I just want them to take care of business. You're supposed to win the games that you're supposed to win. Exactly. This is a game you're supposed to win. Go and win it, wherever it's at. I don't care if it's in Mexico, (laughs) Canada. I don't care where it's at. Go win this game.
1: So just don't fall behind. That's kind of what you're nervous about, them falling behind. Not
0: even falling behind in the game plan, but just don't go out there just thinking like it's going to be an easy one. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because then that's when you come out there and you start making mistakes, you know you nice and relaxed and all that thinking that no matter what, you're going to come out on top of this game, and then you look up at the fourth quarter, and it's 21-21 or something, and now you're trying to turn it on, and then it don't happen.
1: Well, what they need to not do is look ahead to the week ahead. That's the thing that they cannot do. That's, a,
0: <laughs> that's exactly what the Cowboys did. Cowboys came into New York reading their press clippings, came off of a win. they like, oh, we got the Jets, and got slapped. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I wish they—they they probably wish they would have went in there,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> and not turned that thing on late yeah. and won that game.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. I have confidence in this Raiders team. I think they have a bunch of leaders from their youth up until their veterans like Derek Carr, and I think that John Gruden is going to make sure that they're not reading their press clippings, Coach JJ.
0: Before we end, let's take another moment of silence oh, for the Raiders. Oh
1: Lord, okay.
0: Hey. <laughs> They're about to be in first place in the division with the Kansas City loss. Come on. Three, two, one. Moment of silence. Oh, man. Well done. <laughs> nation. I you. <laughs>
1: well, we'll see. You're basically praying that the Chargers beat the Chiefs <laughs> tonight. Uh, we shall see, but that was awesome. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. After you turn us off, make sure you go rate us and write a review. Um, we would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.